0: They say I'm by my money yeah, I don't play I got that Benjamin button I'm looking better every day boy
1: Hello it's your favorite sister duo Tanty and Chandler and although we are best friends with coaching heart and grit in our blood we aren't afraid to admit that we couldn't be more different in our strengths and weaknesses you see me, Chandler, it wasn't all that long ago that I was known as a lazy, undetermined girl. But I made the decision to change my story and become one of the most consistent, organized go-getters that I know. And me,
0: Tancy, for my entire life, I have been the woman I thought everyone else needed and wanted me to be. I decided to rewrite my story and help others do the same. And finally, I own exactly who I am, exactly who I want to be, and where I'm going. Together, we are taking our wisdom and even unanswered questions and having the sometimes uncomfortable conversations that can make you laugh, make you cry, and remind you that you are not alone. And if she can do it, you can do it. Let's attack what it truly means to be bossy and define what it takes to stop at nothing in the pursuit of being and having it
1: all. Our goal is to not let you sleep on your inner bossy baddie.
0: It's time to own your power, be the woman in charge, the CEO of your life, and it is time to hire, fire, and promote accordingly. Hello, bossy baddies. Bossy baddies. What is up, Chandler? What's up? Happy Friday. Wh- Friday. Well, yeah, whatever day it is, it's actually Monday when we release this, correct? Yeah, but we recorded it on Friday. That's no secret. And basically, I dare you to make your Monday feel like a Friday. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. This is Tancy and Chandler coming at you with another bossy podcast episode. Wow, that was episode. so bad. Coming at you with another. <laughs> okay. I'm getting what I deserve every I one of those. Name that movie Liar Liar. Yep. The best liar, liar, such a good movie, dude. The best. Okay. It's literally the only movie that I quote. Well, that and Mean Girls. Mean Girls for sure lives and in my head. Save the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that that movie today because I was like, I didn't want Fancy to get riled up, and, it, and I was talking to myself <laughs> yes. in my head, and I was like, Don't get her all riled up, Chanel. I'm getting me some sleep tonight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, down to business. And speaking of the word business, today we're going to talk about business, which is probably one of my favorite topics of all time. I love talking about business and creating and making something out of nothing and learning how to do it well. The reason why I like it is because you also, it's who you have to become in the process of building a business that's just crazy. Like I, I look at the business that I get to show up to every day that has been created. And I'm in awe. But the person that I've become in the process of creating that is like,
1: whoa. Okay, but so before we go into, cause we're gonna talk about the skills that we have both needed in order to create an online business. But before we go into that, I think it'd be really interesting to touch on this because we never talk about why we you started. started. Like we run different businesses. So share your story of like- Well, yeah, share your story. I'm going to, but you go first. Yeah. Why did you start turn up? And what was that like? Like from the beginning, who cares how long it takes? Just do it. Okay. So I was a
0: school teacher and a basketball coach, and I was teaching dance fitness on the side like once or twice a week.
1: Which was Zumba, right?
0: Yeah. But your own version, like you still made your own choreo? Yeah. It wasn't like, I would, no one, it wasn't the Zumba formula.
1: Yeah. But
0: we were packing out classes, like beautiful community line out the door it was I remember lit. that yeah I lived for it it was so fun Florida I love you love you so much the the real ones the OGs so I you know this is there's just a whole lot of pieces to it but what I remember is just I don't even know settling into a life that I all of a sudden woke up from and was like what was this what I really want and Although I liked my job, I had a great life. I was extremely thankful. Things were good. I just wasn't satisfied. And there was something in me that wanted more. <laughs> I feel like I don't even know where to begin. I really did like my life. Like Florida, teaching, coaching was such a great chapter. I really feel like I was doing a lot of the same things that I'm doing now. I had a lot of the same problems, a lot of the same just building a team aspect, dealing with different personalities, Um coaching people to rise to the next level, holding people accountable, like, all those things, diving into the basics are, it's just, like, in my blood, I think. Like, our grandpa was a, like, football coach. Everybody was coaches in our family, and it's just, I'm a coach. It's in my blood. Mm -hmm. And so that's just gone with me through everything I've done. Mm -hmm. But I remember going to school, teaching all freaking day, going to be a coach, coaching all night and then going and learning how to build a business. And the reason why I wanted to learn how to build a business was because I remember Shaleen Johnson saying, you know that you can wake up every single day and love what you do. Like I remember her saying that on, on some platform and it stuck with me because I was like, that's all I want. And And you believed it. Oh yeah. And I finally started to dive into this world. And I think that's the thing about, about, the beautiful thing about social media is you're exposed to people who are doing things that you never even saw in your yeah line path. and yeah, in your path. Like all I knew was five different options of jobs right. that I could be. And so when I started to see people doing different things, I did start to believe that. And I, and it was over after that. Like the minute that was said to me is you can build a life to where you wake up every single day and you're excited about the work you're doing. It was a wrap. It was like, I'm gonna make that happen. I want to quit my job and I wanna love what I'm doing every single day when I wake up in the morning and not like have anxiety and dread it and count down the clock and feel exhausted and feel like I have no time to do the things that I love. And even though I loved my job so much, I wanted to wake up every single day. Like a teacher's life is really cool, but you also Like you live for the time off almost. You live for summers off. You live for winter break. You live for when, you know, the clock strikes 2.30 and you get to go home for the day. And I just started dreaming about waking up and being, even if I was even working 24-7, which I haven't stopped since that moment, still 24-7, I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. And I think that was my motivating factor along with the, there's a whole other side of the story where I was very uncomfortable in my skin and I wanted to lose weight and all I cared about was being like at that point skinny now it's healthy fit strong but at that point I was also simultaneously willing to do anything it took to get skinny
1: yeah I remember that
0: so yeah those two things came together and I just didn't stop till I figured it out and I'm still
1: haven't figured it out but I still am not stopping well yeah you look perfect now from your own programs which is awesome But like when, what was it like to like quit your job? Like what, do you remember the day that you did that? And like how far along in your business, I know the answer to this. That's why I want you to share this. But like how far along in your business were you when you were finally like, okay, I can quit my full-time career and I'm going to move over to this entrepreneur thing. Okay.
0: Well, I remember my mentor. So I started doing um, network marketing and my mentor had also been a teacher. With Beachbody? Yeah.
1: Because you did Beachbody and Prove It.
0: Yeah, I did. So that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is like the goal stays the same, but also be okay in changing the route yeah. of which you get there. Like right. I was willing to try all different things to make it happen right. and I saw everything as an opportunity. Yeah. But I also stayed on the path and stayed focused yes. in one area. You did it for a long time, I remember. Yeah. But... So I remember like calling my mentor, like one time she did one-on-one calls for 15 minutes and I was like, heck yeah. And I remember getting so nervous on the phone because she was like a wow. big deal. Yeah. And being like, okay. And my only question was how much longer do I have to go? Like what what's the time limit? What's the average before someone is able to quit their job? Who was your mentor? Danielle Natoni. Okay. Yeah. She's a beast. Yeah. And... She was like, well, it depends, of course. Like, there wasn't an yeah. answer. Well, she can't
1: answer that for you. I like, know. What? But in my mind, I was like, what is it? That's hilarious. I want to touch on that later because that is a legit question. Like, everyone thinks, like, okay, where's the stopping point? Like, it's so particular for each individual. Mm-hmm. But you do, when you're in the moment of just starting something on your own, you do think, like, when am I going to arrive? You know? Yeah. Well, when am I going to
0: be able to quit my job? Right. But... I do remember somehow it got into my head. I don't know if she said it or if someone else said how long it took, but it was like two years. Like you got to go, you got to do it on the side for two years. And I think that that looking back is not that long. No. But in the moment I was like, a lot of people thought they were going to get success like that in a couple months. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to be the one that goes two years. Yeah. And I'm going to grind it out for two years. And I ended up going like two and a half, almost three and then I, all at the same time, moved across the country, divorced my husband, and was like, you know what? I'm also going to take this risk and quit my job and just put so much on the line that I have to rise to the occasion. Yes. And so I had been doing pretty well, though. In my mind at that time, I was killing it. So like, what were you like bringing in monthly? Bro, probably like 1500 Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to with you. Like 1500 a month. No, and I remember not. thinking like, okay, if rent is 900 Then I have six hundred for the rest. Like, and I remember, like, basically, yeah, I remember, like, buying a desk for fifteen dollars. I remember picking it up off the side of the road so that I could, like, package everything and do everything. And but I didn't care. Like, it was, it was about the the opportunity to do it my way and spend the whole day doing it. And honestly, that year, like those first two years of like quitting my job and job, 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 (laughs) (laughs) of quitting my job and just grinding, just head down with all the dreams of what i could make of it was some of the best times
1: of yeah. being in this business like nothing to lose yeah. and everything to gain just yeah. let's go and your back was up against the wall like yeah. you had no option but to succeed which yeah. a lot of people myself included are so afraid to take that risk because that's scary af dude but i remember i don't know if you said this on a podcast or if you just said it to me in conversation i get the two confused but you were talking about how the fitness marshal was just recently saying that
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the years that he was building his business were the fun part, like, in hindsight, looking back. like, like Yeah, because now it's like, you
0: have to really run a business and, like, and rise be a business occasion. person. Yeah,
1: which is hard. And people it's so see it, hard.
0: It's, like, it's a different job. Yeah, well, people the look at it and they're changed.
1: like, this is so glamorous. Like, it's so, I want that freedom, which it is, enti- it is freedom. Hell yeah. But it is hard. And I think a lot of people don't see it that way, but... That's really cool. Thanks. Do you have any other questions or can we move on to you? We can move on to me. But I i have a totally different story because I think I'm in those years still of like yeah. trying to build something. And i my destiny is so your destiny. foggy. You know? Yeah. Like my—like you know what your business is now. Like you're very clear. No. Wrong.
0: Okay. Ding dong. No, no, nee. What? Knockity no, no. <laughs>
1: I never heard you say that. <laughs> was so I wanted to
0: be like beep. What? That's so false. Okay, whatever. It's, I'm so foggy, and I would feel like the
1: the more I build, the more I question what's next. Okay, so I guess I don't mean clear, but like, but yeah, I get what you mean. So, yeah, I mean you've got a you've got an oiled machine, is what I'm saying for sure. I don't have that yet, so I'm in the years of still like building my foundation. Okay, let's go back, back into time. Yes, when you.
0: Used to shit on me for building a business.
1: No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> First of <laughs> all, never shit on you for building a business. What I did used to get frustrated with, which now I Are I worse. don't regret it.
0: You're worse than me. I know. am not worse than you. I'm just kidding. I don't know what you're gonna
1: say. When you used to be on your phone all the time, oh, yeah. and I'd be like, dude, but now I get it. it but yeah, I I, I was always I on have, the path to like I could have done better. I mean, we all can. It's whatever. But I was always on the path to the nine to five. Like I wanted to be a doctor or I wanted to be in the corporate world, which I feel like I've dabbled into both. Yeah. And I truly enjoy what I do full time. I do work in the corporate space, but when I was in the sales role in med device, which I did for several years, what a freaking grind, man, like such a grind. And it's the craziest thing because I'm getting off topic a little bit, but I feel like I have to say this. Now that I have a taste for my grind determining my income, like what I do in my in my own business determines how much I make. Now I question my grind in the corporate world because I'm like, well, I could put in all this work, but guess what's going to happen? They're going to ask me to do more for no extra compensation. And that's where I start to get like, this is all backwards. We have this all backwards because here's what I know about me. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to keep on track even when shit gets hard. So therefore... My income will always increase no matter what I go through in my business. But in the corporate world, you can't necessarily say that. Like I've also experienced, we've had family members get fired at the drop of a dime for no particular reason. I mean, there's always a reason, but like, that's what I'm saying. Putting your, putting all your eggs in one basket to me no longer makes sense. Well, it makes sense if you love it. But I think the message that
0: you're giving is, everyone claims that the corporate world is the safest route. Everyone is like, you're crazy. You're going this route. It's very unstable and you never know if you're going to make it. But the reality is, especially what we've been shown today through pandemic 2020, all the things is like, nothing's really that safe. So why the hell wouldn't you live out what you really want to chase anyways? And it's just not, I think that's the point you're making is like, nothing's
1: really that safe. Right. I, I'm a control freak. So I feel like this entrepreneur thing is really up my alley because I'm in control of my output. But anyway, my story is I realized through COVID, like this is very recent for me because I always had Tancy as my older sister, Posting online and I never wanted that life. I was like, that sucks. Like I don't want to be on social media.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was so I've always been super proud of you, but I didn't want that. No, I'm not even
0: talking about that. I'm not even thinking about myself. I'm thinking about the amount of obsession that you have over posting on social media and how much you
1: love it. Yeah. I love it. I love social media. When did that shift happen? Do you think that it it was like that because you just didn't want to do what I was doing? I'm sure there's part of that, but here's another piece to it is because I was in med device. Working at very prestigious academic institutions, University of Michigan, yeah. I had to be very careful with what I posted all the time, For since forever. I've always had to be careful with what I posted, so it was never fun for me to think of showing up on social media, because you should either be at work at this time so you can't post then, you can't swear, you may need to make sure you cover up all your body, because people are going to think about you a certain way, and like all of that going into it just made me think, like, no, thanks.
0: Interesting. Because I I mean, I had to do that too when I first started. Well, yeah, exactly. But it gets to a certain point, and I think this is what happened to you: is you're like, "Well, fuck it," (laughs) because this is the route I'm going. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. And you, I really remember, like the last year of my teaching, I, oh my gosh, broke so many rules. Yeah. And just focused in on where I was going. Yeah. But
1: um. So you, oh, back important. to my, yeah. Okay. So back to my story. I was in the medical device space selling. I was in sales and it was COVID hit and I couldn't work anymore because I covered elective surgery and all elective surgery canceled during that time. So I was stuck at home with you. I lived with you. Which was the <laughs> best time <also>. ever. <laughs> um, and I was like, finally had a taste of what life would be like to just wake up and kind of be on my own time. And that's when I dabbled into network marketing, which I also never wanted to do because you always did that. And I signed up with Beachbody. And I remember like running team calls, remember from the kitchen, like I would run team calls and I would, I started to post on social media every single day. Anyway, I was super consistent and I started to see some success with bringing in like a side chunk of income. And when I say income, like I started making like $200 a month. I want to also add that I remember you for months prior to
0: starting to like build a business, you were providing value and like doing YouTube videos and stuff. Oh yeah. So that's why you saw success quickly. And I remember feeling that way, like you're killing it because you've already grown. And that's what I did too, is like I started sharing everything I was doing before I did it to hold myself accountable and to share what I loved before I even started to like think about building a business or what that looked like. And then because of that, it, I had I had planted the seeds before I started actually planting the seeds. Yeah. And I remember you just constantly providing so much value on YouTube. Like, having these YouTube videos of, like, all the things you still yeah. do now. Yeah. That was but fun. But that
1: was a piece that I think people don't see. Yeah. Is like, you were doing that before you started to get success. Oh, for sure. It's not like I just signed up for social media on the next day. I had thousands of followers. But that wasn't even... To be honest, like, I signed up with Beachbody because... I had nothing else to do. Like, I was like, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to try to, like, have fun with this. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't have work, remember? Like, I would they, would they would have us get on these calls, but, like, I didn't go to the hospital. So you were like, I just want to have fun with what? I wanted to have some sort of purpose. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to try this. This is a great time to try something new. I love it. Anyway, I had a, just a teeny taste of making money from... "Quote unquote social selling. And I was like, yo, what am I doing? And then fast forward, that, that's been like three years now, right? Yeah. Like three years. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That flew by. And I can say like, so if, when we take a glance at those three years, I have probably missed a total of, I can count on both hands how many days I've missed not showing up online.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that is what I think people don't see. Like I, I have felt like a failure so many days, but I'm still showing up. Yeah, dude. And that is when we, when we get into talking about the skills that we have to learn, because I just got this question the other day on my question box on my stories from this girl that I know who just started her business like a couple months ago. And her question was, what to do when you feel like a failure in business? And I'm like, I don't, I don't shame her for asking that question or feeling that way at all, because you do feel that way. And there's no boss or manager to tell you you're on the right track which is different from the norm. So you have to really dig deep. And this is a skill that I've had to learn the hard way and you mind fuck it all the time because you're like, I'm failing because I'm not bringing in thousands of dollars that I see other people are doing online when I watch them. Hmm. And I've had so many days like that in the last three years but I got to the point where I was like, at the end of the day, I show up and I help other people which makes me feel freaking good. Well, there is the key is like, what are you defining as failure? Yes. Like,
0: yeah, if you're not showing up, that's failure. That's it. Yeah. So like, to me, if I'm showing up, I'm still winning. Yeah. If I'm providing value, I'm still winning. If I'm doing what I love, I'm winning. So like, what is your reason for what you're doing? Because exactly. when you love what you're doing, like, failure is just a part of the process in getting to where you're going. Yeah. And I don't know how to shake that into people. I don't know how to shake that into like, I've never asked the question, what do you feel when you fail
1: when you're in your business. Because I feel like I fail every single day. I fail every day. And that's why I win. Exactly. And And just don't stop. Well, that's how I answered it. I literally asked the question, what do you define as failure? Because to me, the only definition of failure in this space is not showing up. Because when you are failing, when you are actually failing, you are learning so much. And so to look at a failure as a positive is another skill that I've seriously learned because... I actually seek out opportunities to continue my action so that I do fail. I mean, I don't want to fail in ways that let people down or like make mistakes, but I want to launch a course that I can make better next time. Exactly. I think you have to
0: become unafraid of failing. Yes. And I think that that's exactly what I've done in my business too that I'm really proud of is every single, we are doing a lot of the same things. Like we, we launch challenges every quarter. We do instructor training, but I can promise you that no time that we've done that has ever been the same. Every single time we do it. It And my poor team, dude, every time I'm like, we're doing this different, we're doing this different, we're doing this different. And we're going to add this and we're going to take this away. And we're starting this from scratch. And it's like, but that is why my training has become so impactful. That is why we've grown so much. It's because. I'm not afraid that if I trial and error something and, and throw it out there messily, that, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Do it the other way. Exactly. And my worth isn't attached to that. Yeah. Like my value that I'm providing isn't attached to that. Me showing up, that's the
1: value. Exactly. Sheesh. Woo! Woo! Yee-hoo! So, okay, let's <laughs> talk about some of the skills that you've had to learn and that I've had to learn outside of what we just covered to be successful in entrepreneurship online. Just, you know, you have your flashlight on.
0: What the heck?
1: I just got a message from my, uh, Bachelorette Connect. Ooh! Thirteen days until the Bachelorette
0: party. You want to hear the question? I literally have anxiety. Do you want to hear the question? And it's the only question that I'll let you have it in on. Okay, fine. What design do you want your cupcakes?
1: I love cupcakes. I was thinking, Is that why you asked me my favorite flavor of cake? Penises. Or balls. I hate balls. Don't do ball sacks, bro. Perfect. That's disgusting. Balls it is.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Done. Okay. Some skills. (laughs)
1: Skills. Okay. So you mean like if we could go back in time. Just what are the first things that come to your mind that you've had to learn in order to be successful where you are? We'll be here all day for that, which is I'm so excited to teach business. Like so excited. This is the next like phase we have some really juicy things planned for you guys, so stay tuned. And, and for us. For us. Like, I, I'm just excited. I love I teaching f- on like social media growth. I love teaching on mindset around this stuff. And obviously, Tanti is a beast because she's gone through it herself. And we're going to come together, you guys, and just stay tuned is all I have to say. I don't really know where I'm supposed to be looking right now when we talk.
0: Because I'm like, I don't want to look at the camera, and I don't want to stare at you the whole time. So I'm like, just yeah, looking. Yeah, honestly, right. like,
1: you've been really looking into my eyes, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, dude. Where are you looking? Back into your eyes, because you captured me.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. I was just talking about this the other day, so this is just random. Not the number one thing that I learned. Not the, like, this is just off the top of my head, because I was just talking about this. Is... A lot of times when we are trying to sell or market what it is that we are creating, and this is like, this is a really big piece of advice. I hope you have your notes because this is a game changer right here. Love that. Um, we put together this thing. We make this course. Yeah, you could probably benefit off of hearing this too.
1: Yes, always.
0: <laughs> um, and we want to sell it and package it in a way that we tell them that they need this because of fill in the blank. And that is where I think a lot of people go wrong because in your mind, you're so close to it. And you're also seeing these people from the outside and you're like, man, people need this. But the reality is, is people don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. Mm. And so you have to package it in a way that sells people what they want. And then when they get into your world, you give them what they need. Ooh,
1: that's really good. It is,
0: I've learned that. Give so, us an example though. Like- so, okay, so like, here's an example. We just launched our challenge. Well, no. Here's another example. So I have ambassadors that sell turn up once we launch a challenge. And my biggest piece of advice to them: a lot of times I'll catch them posting on their stories and being like, "This community has given me so much. This my I have all these new friends. I am so thankful for them. You want to be a part of this? And I I'm like, guys, be careful because the people who are joining this challenge, they're, they don't know that they're looking for that yet. Mm. Like you think that's the value, but did you come in to turn up because you wanted friends? No, you came in because you were dying to lose 10 pounds
1: Yeah, because you
0: wanted to feel comfortable in your skin again. You have to go back there. So you're telling them what they, what you think they need and you're selling them based off of what your experience has been and where you've arrived. But they are still in a place of all I care about is losing these 10 pounds or whatever it is. Like So that's why, for example, like the up it challenge is around building a booty. I, I obviously want that for all of us. And that is our main focus. And yes, we want and need that, (laughs) but there's so much more in there. So like I'm including, you know, we have Amani doing meditation. We have Haley doing breath work. I'm going to do some mobility stuff. I'm going to get in there and coach them on their mindset. But if I were to sell it on, you're going to up your mindset in this challenge. Like no one knows, no one wants that. Mm -hmm. That's not sexy. But I guarantee you, I'm going to give it to them and it's going to
1: change their life once they're in it. Yeah. And they're going to be around the community, but I I sell them on what they want. And what you've said to me before and what I hear from everything, everywhere else that I learn is find the pain points. Like a pain point for people is they they see all these other big butts online and they they think they don't have one. That's a pain point. Or like losing the 10 pounds, like you said, that's a pain point. Yes. But... Well, that's what they want. They want to relieve their pain. Like, if you find the pain point, because you're right, like, they're going to get all this other stuff in there. But a lot of times we try to feature benefit the crap out of people. Like, here's the feature that you're going to get when you join. Here's this, 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 and this. But if you just focus on the pain points, that's enough. the
0: transformation.
1: Yeah. Like, Like, so what Chandler just said, she kind of spoke
0: in marketing terms. You, we feature benefit the crap out of people. So we tell people you're going to get this, this, and this, if you do this, you're going to get all these things rather than being like, this is the transformation that I felt that you'll feel that other people have felt. So what else? What's something,
1: a skill you've learned? Okay. Something I feel like I'm really good at that I did not used to be really good at. And this is going to sound so cliche and really vague, but I plan on capturing how exactly I did this and teaching the world. And I can't wait for that day but not giving a shit what people think. And here's what I'm talking about. In most recent, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you've seen that I got little baby mics for the gym. And I'll tell you right now, I'm a very confident person, but putting on a mic in the gym when people are standing next to you and you're talking to yourself. Legit, the other day I was at the barbell talking to my camera through my mic, and there were dudes, hella dudes next to me lifting that could see me doing this. And to me, five years ago, I would have never done that. I would have been like, what the heck? I'm never gonna do that. But now I'm like, I don't give a shit what they think. I don't care. Yes, I still feel uncomfortable. That does not go away. But I've learned to overcome that because I just don't give a shit. And I feel like I'm really good at that now. Like some people are even questioning, they, they ask me like, how to how can I gain the confidence to even bring a tripod into the gym? or to even ask my spouse to record me at the gym. And I think that that skill is just so transferable into so many different parts of life and business that that alone could help you explode. And it has for me. So
0: do we have, if you were to give like one or two bullet points that you're gonna
1: include in that lesson. Yeah, well, I haven't said that I figured out how to teach it yet. <laughs> well, what what goes on in your head? So we all have these ideas where we're like, you watch someone online do something and you're like, ooh, I wanna do that. But what is that one thing that stops you? It's like an inner voice that's like, but wait, if I'm actually imagining myself doing that, I'm scared as hell and I don't wanna do it because I'll feel stupid.
0: Well, it's so interesting because what you just said, you wanna do what that person's doing, but you're not, you, you still, people want to stand out by still fitting in. Exactly. And it's like, you want to do what they're doing, but they're willing to stand out. Yeah. And so you're, while you're still worried about people looking at you and fitting in, that's right where you're going to stay. So you yeah. have to be willing to stand out. People want to do that without doing things differently than what everyone else is doing. You got to do things differently than anybody else you know. And you can't take advice from people who aren't doing that shit. You can't take criticism from people who aren't doing that shit. And that's another piece of not giving a fuck what people think.
1: Well, what's helped me, and I'm just going to continue with the microphone thing in the gym because that's the most recent experience that I have. But there's, I mean, even doing a podcast, for example, all of these things, you have to develop an attitude of, I don't give a shit. But the first video that I had where I put my mic on in the gym, I called out my insecurities to the recording. Like I didn't act like I, I was the best at doing that because I didn't feel like I was the best. I was vulnerable and honest and... Do you know how much engagement I had on that post? Because people were like, that's a normal human being. Yeah, that's lesson number one, I think. Well, and I, I'm i not going to lie, like I learned this from mom because yes. anytime I practiced an interview or a presentation and I said to mom, dude, I'm so nervous. She said, why don't you start off that way yep. and just say, you know Every what, second. I'm really nervous. And I've learned to embrace that vulnerability instead of trying to shove it down where it just like festers and gets worse. Yeah, and people can feel that and they're like,
0: why is she trying to be something she's not? Exactly. And, and when you own it, no one can talk about it.
1: Well, and you just, you kind of like feel this like, oh, I feel better. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they relate to that. It just creates even a connection when you feel that way, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, that's definitely a skill I feel like I'm really good at. I don't give a shit. I really, and I, I mean, I do give a shit. You can't ever get rid of that completely ever. We're all human. Yeah. I definitely have gotten this far while still caring what
0: people think, I think, to a certain extent, more than you, I think that doesn't go away. But I definitely have growth in that area. you definitely do. But life, life will teach you that real quick. Yeah. Because I'm not stopping at any any point. Like I'm building my business and, and God is like, okay, you're leveling up, you're leveling up, you still haven't learned this lesson about how you need to care less what people think. I'm gonna teach you this here, I'm gonna teach you this here, and then I'm gonna throw a big ass boulder. And if you still don't get it and move differently, that you have to learn that lesson here before you get to there. Exactly. And I think, I just want to make it clear, though, that it doesn't ever go away. No. So don't don't think, oh, I got to learn the skill of not caring what people think before I move. I'm still learning it. Chandler's still learning it. And you learn it in the process of stepping into it. You learn it in that in that movement
1: towards doing the things that scare you. Well, that's like, I don't know who said this, but the quote is like, the only thing that can stop you is your own inaction. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys listened to Trent Shelton's recent
0: podcast. It's called You Changed. He goes off, drops mad bars, bro. Ooh, just like goes in. It's so good. And he just talks about how like everyone talking about you is trying to like hold you back. And he's like, isol- or what is it? Uh, what is it when you move forward upwards? He says, um, elevation requires separation, elevation, elevation requires separation. And he just goes on and on about like all the, the hardships and the betrayal and the people, like when you decide to own your power, there's like a target on you. Yes. And when you decide to shine, there's like a target on you. And it's like, you gotta be, you gotta care about what you want and where you're going more than you care about what people think. And that's, that's the differentiator. It's like. And you gotta care about who you are more than what they are saying. Yes. You know who you are. You know where you're going. You know where your heart is. And you have to stay true to that because people are gonna judge you whether you give them everything they want or whether you don't. Whether I, I can promise you the lesson that I've learned in this process, and I think that's the thing of not giving a fuck what people think, is I have broken myself into so many pieces and handed them out and left myself empty and still been hurt Mm -hmm. by doing that. So the the minute I decide to not break myself into pieces, guess what? The same judgment is there. So instead, I'm taking care of me, I'm doing me, I'm giving less fucks,
1: but I'm not broken into pieces anymore. And people are going to judge whether I do it or not. And it's crazy because, like, just pay attention to rap lyrics from this moment forward. Every single rapper has gone through this. And you can hear it in their lyrics. (laughs) Every single rapper. Every single... Cardi B... Mickey Minaj times a million well Nicki Minaj is yeah because she
0: is people try to compare her to everybody coming up after her she's yeah. like guys I set the tone I created this this road for everyone else to drive down stop
1: underestimating me give me my respect yeah and she's like like I, I love in Chun-Li when she's like you painted me out to be the bad guy well that's the last time you want to see a bad guy do, do the rap, rap game, game like, like me <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. But Drake talks about it. Like, dude, they've all been through that. Well, and, and I it's feel like, like you just have to take, you got to keep putting it into your work. Yeah. You got to take the high road. Don't, they're talking, you're working. I do think though, as, as much as you're saying this in like your coach tone, it's no matter who you are, no matter how many times you've gone through something like that, there's always a little bit of you that is like, so I know who I am. I know what my intentions are. I know that I have integrity, but I want everyone else to know that too. And how do I tell everyone? And it's like, it's impossible. You can't. I read something the other day that said, allow
0: yourself to disappoint the right people. Yes. Allow yourself to disappoint the right people. And it's fucking hard. It's so hard. Because, but the thing is, is here's also what I want you to take in right here and right now. Everybody gather around.
1: <laughs> <Kumbaya>, everyone.
0: <laughs> okay everyone's perception of what you're doing is from their own life and their own lens. And it isn't even about you. So the way they're perceiving what you're doing is through their own life experiences. And you can't win in that situation. You can't, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, their perspective is their perspective and they that's all they have. And so you just got to keep doing you and know that you're gonna disappoint the right people and you're gonna inspire the right people and you have to do right by people and yourself and that is it and stay true to that and just know that elevation requires separation. Sheesh, sheesh. And, And every time you lose in any type of way, the way you respond to that is going to allow you to gain 10 times more than you ever thought you would ever be able to gain in you will you
1: will look back at that loss and be like damn that happened for a reason. Yes. Yeah. What else in regards to skills? So I yeah, I think the last one that I want to say because I think we should continue this talk for sure in the next episode, but the last one I think we should touch on is finding gratitude in absolutely everything. And I think that piggybacks off of exactly what we just talked about. Everything we just talked about because there's so many times in business where you're going to be like, damn, I just messed up. Or like, damn, I should have done this. But instead, your immediate reaction, and this will happen if you train yourself for long enough. If your immediate reaction is gratitude, like, yep, I'm thankful that happened. Even though it sucked, I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Or even though I missed that opportunity, you know what? I got a different one and I'm grateful that I missed that first one. When you have that immediate reaction of gratitude, in my opinion, up to this point, Dude you see the opportunities differently you see the journey differently you keep going at a different pace i what i heard and what you just said
0: that i don't know if everybody caught is her first sentence was like there are times you're going to be like damn i messed up damn i wish i would have done this differently but i'm grateful and i think that's a point too is like you got to be both of those things though you got to be grateful but then you also got to take ownership of every single oh, thing yeah, that you're doing for sure. You can't be grateful when you're blaming everybody else for things
1: yes. that happened. So Chandler just took ownership in her example. You not own- That's because we don't... For whatever reason, I don't know if this is mom, dad, Kevin... It's mom. Honey. We it. do not have blame in our blood to a fault. Yeah. Like, we take all the blame and we're so hard on ourselves, which has worked in our favor and it can, will continue to work for us. But I don't even see blame. I also think it's sports. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like imagine a life where you, you took responsibility for everything. But
0: here's, but here's the thing. This is why I think it's sports. And I'm going to, I know you're like trying to wrap things up, but this is important. Sports teach you that every single play, you have an opportunity to mess up and then recover and mess up and recover. Mm -hmm. And you have to recover so quickly that you can't attach your worth or emotion to it. And so sports taught me that like, I could have, three turnovers in a game that are bad turnovers, but I could also have the winning point at the end that wins the entire game because I stayed in it and kept showing up. So it, a lot of people I think who maybe didn't play sports or don't remember the lessons that they learned through the things that they did in that is like, you're attaching your worth to your mess ups. You're attaching your worth to your mistakes where it's like, we don't take, we take complete blame, blame and ownership, not blame. Yeah. We take ownership because I'm not attaching my worth to it. I'm not attaching my progress to it. I'm saying, well, that goes in the stat book, but here we go. Moving on to the next on how to win again. Yeah. How to get better from that. It's not like, I'm not worthy of this now. Um, I love that. Yes, I that I, I, know. I also just want to say, I'm not done. I'm just turning the You computer. said that was fun. <laughs> I have one more thing that I think goes along with what you said. Um... My last piece of advice for today is that you have to be willing to say no to, because you said, I missed that opportunity. da-da-da-da-da-da. But I think a lot of times we're so worried about missing every opportunity that is thrown our way that you're not willing to turn down opportunities in order to stay in your lane. Like mm-hmm. I can, That's I can huge. tell you so many times where I've been offered great jobs, great roles, great things that would have been really exciting and my ego would have been like, oh, everyone's gonna see this and they're gonna think this, this, and this, and this is gonna be great. And it's like I had to turn down so many opportunities in order to stay focused and in the lane and the direction of which I was going. And I again don't think we'll talk about the amount of times you have to say no. Yeah. Um to opportunities on purpose to move forward and be patient
1: with where you're going. So good well, shit, Chan. Yeah. All right, we'll continue the biz talk on the next show. Thank you guys for listening. Will Have, we Yes, we will. <laughs> Have a great day, a great week. We love you so much. Bye. My boss time.
0: Huh? Yeah, I slay. I'm a bear mom. That's what they say. I'm by my money. Yeah. I don't play. I got that Benjamin button. I'm looking better every day, boy. Huh. Grow it in your DNA. Huh? I'm a boss in the seven. Bro, we see your DNA, huh? You know I'm far beyond average. Hey. Bro, we'll see on DNA.